1: Welcome to Black Belt Interviews with me, Master David Hodson. In this series, I interview ITF Taekwondo grandmasters and masters from around the world. And I ask them to share their history, their experiences, and their philosophies of Taekwondo and life. So please sit back and enjoy. And remember to like and subscribe. Thank you, and Taekwondo. Oh, thank you, sir. Okay, so welcome to the Black Belt Interviews. I'm Master David Hodson and I'm so pleased and delighted to say I'm joined today by Master Mark Hutton, eighth degree from East Kilbride. Is that right, sir?
2: Yes, sir, yes, yes. Originally originally Bathgate, you know, uh, I don't know if you can see, but I uh, we have Grandmaster Sillan with us on the wall here. So my my original club is Bathgate under Grandmaster, Under Grandmaster McCallum actually. Okay and Grandmaster Sillan, So I was very blessed. I was
1: very fortunate to walk into that dog you know
2: fantastic
1: this is Jodie. <laughs> hey beautiful sir i would have my dog here
2: but she's not quite as well behaved so uh we'd get better. everything in my everything in i can is trained sir <laughs> <laughs> yeah makes life so much easier when we're trained
1: you know yeah yeah no of course hundred percent um so so yeah fantastic thank you for joining me we're at your my pleasure thank you we're at your full-time Dojang, aren't we? But you've been there
2: for a number of years now. Yes, yeah, so we've been in East Co-Bride. As I say, I started in Bathgate um, 40, 41 years ago, 42 years ago. Um, and there was Grand Master's son who was taking the beginner's classes at that time. Uh, with Grand Master McCallum's club. And um, yeah, we came here to East Co-Bride uh, in 1989. And here to the full-time centre I'm in just now, in, in 2003. So uh, this, however, was only built, we only built, this used to be changing rooms. Okay. Uh, and during the pandemic, took the opportunity to make a, an online studio, as it were, you know. So, uh, and we dedicated that to Grand Master who unfortunately lost in 2019. So um, next door is the Che Hongi Dojang, it's the main Dojang. And this is the um, Grand Master Sullivan Dojang. This is Dojang Sutherland. Yeah, you yeah. Know, so it's our second one. So, yeah, we're, we're very, very blessed.
1: We're very blessed that's fantastic sir yeah I mean I never thought of naming a dojang but what a, what a wonderful thing to do and uh, obviously reminds people constantly of, of of the influences on you um, Yes, very much
2: so
1: but so you, you started way back in 1981 I did so yes I did yeah from a family you come from a family involved in fighting arts don't you is that right very much so
2: very much so um <laughs> my my father's my father has uh, 12 brothers and sisters um you know and um and they're all in some way (laughs) in some way they all they're all either boxing or judo or karate wow you know um so yeah i was very heavily influenced in in judo and karate and my father was very much into boxing was a very very good boxer my father very good Uh boxer and my one of my cousins was um just excellent uh karate he was asked to go to japan as a junior to train in japan so um very much steeped in, in those things you know very yeah, much a yeah. mining family you know yeah. hard working hard drinking <laughs> hard living so they all could uh, look after themselves um, yeah yeah they all had uh, a real interest and in, in physically in physically shape. you know so yeah yeah I, actually i was told um encouraged very much not to do taekwondo okay not to do taekwondo um yeah. it's quite funny because uh I saw an advert and the advert was Taekwondo Tom Pax Real Punch. Never forget it. Yeah. Because yeah. it was Grandmaster Grand Master McCallum. And yeah. I can remember because it was like this. it was like a, a double chin. And I can remember them all saying, look, taekwondo guys are fat, Go to karate or judo or boxing, but those taekwondo guys are useless. Um <laughs> so I joined Taekwondo, I joined karate. Yes, uh, yes. Did a bit of boxing, but not much. Joined I joined karate. But I have to say, I, I was expecting, I love karate, sir. So I'm a huge karate fan. But I, I was expecting a lot more kicking. You know, I uh, my yeah. uncle, who was only a couple of years older than me, was living with us. And um, he brought with him Bruce Lee, you know, uh, a yes. poster all over the place. So I I had saw clips from Enter the Dragon and Made the Dragon. And I can remember, dragon whips its tail. So that, that Bayadolio Chaggy, wow. I went to karate, there was none of these things, so I was a little bit disillusioned at the time, I was very young. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so when I did eventually go along to taekwondo, um, oh, I was blown away, Grandmaster Master just absolutely blew, blew me away. And it's funny because because the, the thing that really blew me away with Grandmaster Master was, I, I always remember her, and she was just, she was just walking with such ferocity, with such power, and yeah. um, I never once thought she was a five foot tall lady. I just saw this black belt and it was just like, wow. Yeah. That was it from that point, sir. I was obsessed. Well,
1: yeah, I was obsessed. So. Yeah, fantastic. So so not the, uh, the path that maybe the family expected you to take, but you discovered No, not no. at all. <laughs> uh, Bruce Lee's influence was there once again, as it is That's for it. many people. And uh, and you discovered Taekwondo and, and obviously connected with yeah. the uh, instructor. Uh so, what degree would have Master Southern been? Grand Master Southern been at the time?
2: Grandmaster Master Southern had just had just graded to third degree. Okay, yeah. Um, Grand Master Southern, um, yeah, just inspirational. Yeah. You know, she never tried to be inspirational. She just was, uh, and she was just so driven. You know, um, I believe I'm correct in saying that she tried twice to join the basket club, and they said no. Right. You know. Um, when I joined, when I joined, there was there was no juniors really. Uh, it was yeah. all seniors then. So we're talking about 77, 1977, yeah. I think, or 76. I'm not 100 percent sure. I can't remember properly when Grandmaster Sullen first went to, to the club. So initially yeah. it was no, <laughs> you know, um, but of course, perseverance, she uh, she persevered, she eventually she joined, and um she took She really just took off from there. Yeah, she yeah, really yeah. did. So when I went along there in 1981, the influence of, of watching her and training under her was just exceptional, it really, was. It really yeah, was. Yeah. Bruce Lee was. Bruce Lee was a massive thing to get me joined to start, because as I say, watching those films, or seeing those films, and just getting a belief in what, what um, martial arts were, was incredible.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, what combination. Fantastic to meet <laughs> to, to someone.
2: Bruce Lee and Grand Master Southern, you know, they were the real combination for me. <laughs>
1: yeah and uh yes tech so training would have been pretty tough back then
2: yes uh well, to be honest with you for me it's just always been tough yeah you know I, I'm, I'm very much a tough love type of person i believe i believe to empower anyone that um you, you have to push them beyond the limits they, they believe themselves they can go or they can't be empowered yes yeah, if, if training is at the pace of the individual person then they'll never realize their limits I'll never realize the potential. A, yeah. a good instructor is someone who, number one, who cares, who cares with a passion with all their heart about their students. You know, we love our students. I love my students. I care for them so much that I push them beyond belief. You know, um, yeah, I kick their backside. I hit everybody and everybody hits me, you know? Yeah. So we have that real bond that comes along with that. So I believe very much that training should be pushing yourself to your limit and beyond you know, as often as possible. But I'm, I'm a great believer in that, stuff for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. And that stayed with you since day one? Yes. Yeah. yeah.
2: The training, the training, they were, they were all two of our classes. They were very heavy on fundamental movements, very heavy on that, you know, line drills, line drills, line drills. Um, but we didn't have what I see as, as a massive problem in today's martial arts, which is timing, timing, timing. You know sir you're what six foot one or so yes sir yeah yeah you know so how can a six foot one six or seven degree have the same timing as a four foot six yellow belt in the back so it's one of the biggest biggest problems we have in modern day taekwondo you yeah. talk about timing 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 that's a nonsense the timing is in between the movement but not the movement itself
0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life.
3: No purchase necessary. BDW, root void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.
2: So we should be continuously looking to explode, 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 because the vast majority of taekwondo movements are, are, are um, traumatic movements. They require maximum velocity. Uh, so to push yourself to continue to be the best we can be, to, to, um, to train intensely, physically and mentally, Tecondo fundamentally is. We've got to keep exploding. So this timing situation has been taken to a level that um, has held us back. So the fundamental movements then were up and down the hall, but as powerfully and as much dynamic energy as you could muster. Not a timing, not a relaxed raise drop, the relaxed raise drop, which has destroyed the credibility of the vast majority of Tecondo that I see on the floor today. You know, so I, tra- the training was tough.
1: tough yeah 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 very very hard yeah and some of the yeah some of the things you're talking about there you 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 bring them across in your trainings that you've done obviously in your dojang but seminars that you do across the world uh and obviously through the tkd coaching site you're making this point and and uh these principles you're talking about keeping it explosive keeping it real Uh, you make me
2: I'm, i'm very much It's not about just going on the floor and and, and exploding. Of course it's not. You have to understand the mechanics. You have to understand the tuition behind it. But my my philosophy is first, unleash the beast. You know, you don't start with technical nuance to define detail. You don't start by telling someone they have to all, you know, get to a a timing situation. You have to train these individuals. You've got to maximise their mental and physical training. We have to stick to the rules. What are the rules? The training secrets. You understand the theory of power. You know, you pick the correct attacking tool for the vital spot. You understand your angle and distance for attacking defence. But first and foremost, you maximise your own potential from the day you start to the day you die. That's behind that. You have to be the very best that you can be. And then we take the training principles and we apply it to the beast we're unleashing. So mentally and physically, you know, we are, we are working from here. And throughout our young life, into our middle-aged life, to our older life, we're maximizing physically, but we're maximizing more mentally and emotionally, understanding our own self and the different you know, situations that life throws at us. That's yeah. why we're martial artists and we don't just do MMA. You know? We'll just yeah. we'll do kickboxing. These yeah, things yeah. are wonderful in their own right, but they are not martial arts. They're not fit for life purpose, as it were. You know, So we should yeah. be undoubtedly maximizing our physical potential also understanding emotionally the emotion, the emotion behind the motion, as I always like to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Motion that we have has a motion that goes along, you know, a mentality that goes along with it, and emotion that goes along with it. So the martial art fully explores them. So it's fit for purpose. It's fit for everyone. Yeah. Um, and that's what I'm a huge believer in. I and mean, we go to competitions, then yeah, great. We've got that coach mentality. We have that that you know, win at all cost mentality for sure. Um, but it comes from us as instructors. We're coaches as a, from the instructor perspective. You know, very much so that's why we have the etiquette and the courtesy that goes along with it. We're not throwing the toys out the tram and, and we lose. Uh, but we still want to do when we can to win. So for me, it's a martial art. It's not so it's not martial art first and sport second, it's martial art, of which the sport is very much a part of that martial art. Yeah. And first at some point, and for me, it was the first 20 years. It was all about the sport. I didn't realize it at the time, but all we did was sport. Yeah. We were everywhere to win, you know, for sure. But there comes a time where you have to understand that, you know, as an instructor, how you evolve beyond beyond the confines of tournament only. You know, you understand that um that for, for sparring, for example, it's a game, it's how we play. We don't fight, take on the ITF, don't fight as we spar, it's a game. But MMA they fight how they spar. There's only one, so one trick pony uh, for, for, for Muay Thai, which I, oh, wow, what an incredible art form. Fundamentally, what you see is what you get, which is explosive, which is brutal, which is brilliant. But if you ask a, a Muay Thai person or an NMA guy to defend himself, they defend themselves how they train. And that's wonderful. But a Taekwondoist, a Taekwondoist, you specialize in your host and soul for your street defense and your mentality switches and changes depending on the discipline you're doing within your art.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, but sparers have to know and not look to change the rules, for example, um, which is very much going on just yeah. now, to change the rules too much because we spar to show them the skill, the mentality, the, the tactics, Yeah. not the brutality. Never the brutality in ITF to them, which is why we don't do full contact, which is why we only kick and punch to a certain part of the body which is why our judges, and we're only human, but for me today, our judges are, are, are as good if not better than they have ever been because of the, the training they receive. And that's Master Duty grand Master Boss, which so many things are. Yeah. Um, but we're not looking to be brutal on the floor. So let's stop talking about, you know, the excessive contact all the time. And let's do what Taekwondo ITF sparring is made to do. And if you want to, to punch and kick harder and do full contact, yeah, brilliant. Go and do kickboxing, go and do MMA, go and do all of those things. Yeah. When you step on the floor as an ITS sparer. you step on the floor understanding this is about skill. This is about tactics, explosive energy, and yes, the control not to cause the damage. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, fantastic, sir. Just listening to you there. Uh, you put it across so well. I'm sure lots of people listening and watching can really pick up on the things that you're saying here. Is this something that was with you from your early training? Or is it like you said, you've no. an instructor and you've discovered... No, we, we evolve, my friend.
2: We evolve, we evolve, we evolve. My my early training was um a, <laughs> my early training, my goodness me, I was so afraid to to fail. I was so afraid not to be good enough that um that uh no, I'm sorry, I just I, I I spent a lot of time not training on the floor, but training when I went home.
4: Yeah.
2: You know, because I was too afraid to to look poor. I was too afraid, you know, not to be good enough. So yeah, Grandmaster yeah. Selen thought he's never going to last. This guy's never going to last. Yeah. So I used to fake injury, just okay. so I would, I would. Um, so my Grandmaster Selen would stop pushing me. You know, I'd be on the floor. You know, and she'd be saying, you know, that leg is not straight as it were. Well, yeah. I think this is my hamstring's been a little bit sore. And she'd go a bit. She'd be like, okay, fine. But really, I was, I was shy. I was yeah, super yeah. shy. I was so afraid. So I'd go back home and I would train in my room non-stop, so the next night's training I hope to be better and I could do more and more and more so I have to really work on my confidence level, that's why empowerment is the number one key thing for me, when I'm teaching um, if you get my door down, there's glass doors to enter, there's glass
1: mirrors and uh, windows
2: everywhere um, everywhere as soon as you walk in, that way people can see what's going on and it's less intimidating for them so my entire mindsets is Around empowering people is the understanding that most people would love to be so much more than they are, and the reason they're not is not they're not capable; is that they doubt themselves. So that's where that really comes from. So the mentality for me, once I once I became a a lot more confident, Bathgate was all about myself and Grandmaster Sullen, Grandmaster Sullen, and myself as her assistant, driving the competitions, winning everywhere. You know, it was all about winning. So I only wanted guys to walk in through my door, male, not female. Yeah. Not female. Uh, not flat, but fit. Yeah. Because it was all about winning, 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 winning. Yeah, yeah. And sure. when I look at those first years, I understand that I wouldn't be where I am now without that. But my goodness me, we so did not do the job we were supposed to be doing. We were not looking after those who were not competitive minded yeah. uh, or who would never stand on the floor, you know, with a black belt on to fight international tournaments. It was back then, so that's all we were, we were doing. Yes. Yeah. All, all the building a team that would win, um, and I, I remember one of the. It's funny to say, not female, given that Grandmaster Sullivan is very much female, yeah. you know. Um, but that wasn't that was the thought back then, uh, and then came along different girl different ladies as well who were just so excellent or so driven. We started teaching younger and younger people, you know, so people like um, uh, Julia Cross, yeah. Matthew Boyle, Paul Sullivan. Brent Lyon. These people all became national, international champions in their own right through basket.
3: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com.
4: It's my little escape.
3: Now Judy's the life of the party.
4: Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon.
3: Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> Plus.
2: You know, and we, yeah. dri- we drove them every single day. The club, we, we trained every day of the week and we just, we just pushed them and they just responded so brilliantly well. Yeah. Uh, and we first started travelling to different tournaments, kickboxing tournaments, karate tournaments, different styles of taekwondo. I don't mean uh, WTF the ITF. I mean, there was Imperial Taekwondo, there was Global taekwondo, There was just so many taekwondo yeah. groups. You know, TAGB didn't form until 83, 84 really, and they grew on from there. So we were competing with everybody. We didn't keep to just, you know, um, the, the, the one thing, as it were. Yeah. Which is why, again, modern Taekwondo needs to really let slacken off. Needs to really work with each other. We've got to compete with each other, train with each other. You know, Taekwondo brothers and sisters. Yeah. Um, please don't ever stop anyone from training with somebody else. You know, please, please, please go train with everybody. Go train with everybody. Um, Loyalty to your instructor is not not training as somebody else. Loyalty to your instructor is a two-way street. Is a two-way street. Yeah. You know, if your instructor is a confident, strong instructor, and hopefully they are, they will understand why you want to go and train in different places. You know, and why you want to bring people in to train. Um, yeah, but make sure that uh, the path that you follow is one where you're courteous, you're where you're open with your instructor. You know, um, yeah. I guarantee your instructor is the one who got you there. Your instructor is the one who got you off the street in the first place. They're the one who helps you through so much. If you're a decent person at all, and if you're a black belt, you should be more decent. You should be a good person, which is courteous and respectful. And you'll all, you'll never forget what your instructor did for you. And your instructor will realize that, and that'll be a more relaxed relationship. But you want to go and train with as many people as possible, in my opinion.
4: Yeah.
2: um There's almost a home in your door jack. But embrace,
1: embrace everybody. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's my thoughts, Ellen. Yeah, no, very much so. I'm hearing that from many of the masters, grandmasters I'm interviewing. Uh, they share a similar uh, thing, what you're explaining. And, uh, you know, some of them, uh, we did a podcast for, um, sadly, the passing of uh, Grandmaster Jong Su Park. Um, speaking mm-hmm. to his uh, uh, dedicated students, people would come from miles around. You know travel to his dojang to train with him and what an experience it was for them like you say, they take that back to their resident dojangs and have more to share and and, and to enjoy
2: yeah so, yeah no one, no one was, was more fortunate i i never got to, a chance to train with our uh, grand master uh, and i did meet him in 1986 yeah my first 40th international tournament in canada i mean just an exceptional individual um and what what a, what i a, all-round wild type of person as a pioneer. But we were massively fortunate to have Grandmaster Riki here. Massively, massively fortunate. He instilled in us the Korean terminology, he instilled in us that those etiquettes to how to move forward, how to how to train as an as a individual to become a black girl. So, you know, Grandmaster Riki, Grandmaster McCallum, Grandmaster sillan you know, uh, and beyond Grandmaster general Gerald Choi himself. So that's my training. Yeah. Um, you know, General Choi, Grand Master E, Grand Master Sullen Ed McCallum, Grand Master Sullen, and on to myself. Um, so I'm massively fortunate, just pure chance to have that pedigree. Yeah. Each and every one of them were my inspirations, and I wouldn't be anywhere without them. And I need to add one more person to that, which is Grand Master Boss. Because in 1992, well, '84, I saw Grand Master Boss for the first time as an angry <laughs> individual, punching and kicking and slapping and pushing his people to success yeah and that resonates with me uh but go on eight years to 1992 in pyongyang in korea where i saw grandmaster Vim uh, boss for the first time and got a chance to speak to him I uh, and invited invited myself grandmaster, uh, master wallace i think it's master wallace maybe grandmaster. i don't know master wallace um, gordon wallace who was an exceptional uh, individual and, and a and real inspiration for myself as well um, a black belt what a guy Invited us to bed on in 1992. Yeah. Um, first met uh, Grandmaster Willy van der Mortel. Wow, what a guy. Uh, Grandmaster Kos van der Oevel from Holland. Of course, they were very much a uh, part of Grandmaster Boss's team. Yes. Uh, and we trained for three hours a night for three nights. And he killed us. I mean, he just killed, killed, killed us. I mean, there was nothing left of me. Breathing was so painful. I can't tell you. Uh, and that was a, a real eye-opener. Yeah. Um, we couldn't step off the path. We couldn't step off the pavement onto the road. Master Wallace and I, we were, we were trying, but nothing, not, no joint would bend because it was that painful, you know, wow. night. And um, he, he then, we invited him, Grand Master Sullen, who was always looking to bring better people in, better people in different disciplines. That was one of our greatest strengths. What an incredible instructor, what a powerhouse, what a wild individual. But she, her ego was, come on, come on in, teach us. Come on in, we want to learn from you. And Grandmaster Boss arrived in 1993 at Marcos Leisure Centre in Edinburgh. And the tournament, oh, come on. From that point there, Stefan Tapalatu, I met him in 1993. Stefan, one of the all-time greats in sport taekwondo. Not just sport, his mentality as well. He's a martial artist, you know. Yeah. And the family, Tapalatu. My goodness me, Bianca with Julia Cross, Bianca Tapalatu and Julia, that massively helped us bring Julia on. You know, we trained Julia from when she was 10 years old to she was 21. Yeah. You know, from white belt and the to second degree black belt. And Bianca really helped Julia. They really fought off each other. So they really helped each other gain greater heights. And Bianca capolatto what an exceptional, what an exceptional black belt. Miss Cross, come on. They, they, Single best individual sport sport uh, competitor ever, you know. Uh, when I taught when I taught Miss Cross, you know the, the, the need for her to win was insatiable, absolutely insatiable, you know. And I had to say I, I just wouldn't stop training, and she just drove every day. We trained every day together. Um, yeah, and Bianca Tapalatu, she really helped that. Right. um Have you ever heard of Patty Tapalatu? Have you ever heard of Django Django Tapalatu? Yes, sir. Yeah. These are the cousins of Stefan. You know, yeah. um, so Stefan and Bianca, of course, brother and sister, Django yeah. and Patty, the cousins.
1: Patty, uh, yeah, I remember Patty, yeah. Uh, master
2: Tapalatu, uh, you know, Brandon Tapalatu. Wow. You know, what can I say? These, these yeah. people are just these are take on the royalty. So I was so fortunate to train beside these people. Uh, Magda Tapalatu, who is um Miss Magda. It was the uh, Stefan's mum. She brought us into the house. She fed us. She she gave us somewhere to stay. You yeah. know, I just I, these these are these are the, the things that got me where I am today. Yes. Family Tapalatu, family boss, Tisana Momoki Boss, Grandmaster Boss's wife, Tazana. What a what a lady, a black belt herself, a second degree herself. Yeah. We, we trained with in 1986 at the second IIC, uh, the underground master Park Junkei, Kami Kiyatsu, Grandmaster Kiyatsu, um uh, uh giovanni Chicanato just these are the people here these are these are my 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 childhood as it were in taekwondo yeah. Yeah.
4: They're yeah
2: my inspiration we trained together we fought together we swept together we smacked each other silly you know um got kicked all over the floor by them all The my used to do the same to them and that's that's what my training is today yeah you understand we go on the floor and we we inspire each other step by step to go for it and yeah. that's that's part of what I am. That's my pedigree. So to Grandmaster Boss, to to Tizana Moki Boss, to to Tapalatus, you know, these are the people who really, really lifted me, you know, through there. the Grandmaster Sullivan, Grandmaster McCallum, So that's my my friend. That's why I'm so grateful for today. You have to excuse me. I'm a little bit like Billy Connolly. We start somewhere and we go <laughs> off in <into> different places.
1: I <laughs> know no, this is great. This is a uh, you know perfect. Yeah, I'm really enjoying. Talk for Scotland, you know, but um. I'm so grateful to them all. Yeah, no. I'm so grateful it, to them all. I was lucky enough. My my first visit to Scotland was to Bathgate to the championships. You uh, won the sport. UKTF, yes. And I, I was yeah. a competitor. And obviously um, we saw your team, TKD Sport, with yeah. the blue tops. And uh,
2: yeah, everybody then. <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: uh, we saw the guests, the, the Tapalatis were there. Oh, uh, yeah. The whole place was just spellbound, I think. It was
2: jumping, them. wasn't it? It was absolutely jumping. Yeah. So Django, Django, Tapalatu, Django did a lot of WTF sparring. Um, him and him and Stefan got, I think, silvers in the world championships. And to do that, you had got to be wow. You yeah. really have to be that my friend, you really have to be. Patty was world champions, Dave, Bianca world champion. But these are the people here that they came along and trained with me. But you cannot get more humble nice nice people yes. Who will knock your damn head off yeah. and for me that's the ultimate they're humble they're courteous they're hand round you they'll take you step by step and the more you hit the harder they'll hit as well yeah. and they take you step by step to be the very best you can be and so that's just all I want to be for my, for my guys following their, their example you know but I need a big shout out to those people Wow! I'm so glad you I remember you guys coming up from England you know yes. back in the day we had that great rivalry going all the time and the irish coming across you know <laughs> the irish and the scots now was just kicking lumps at each other
1: yeah it yeah it's fabulous a lot of lifetime friend, friendships were built from that yes sir.
2: very much so very much so you know very much so i so appreciate you giving me the, the opportunity to talk to you today yeah you know, to, to reminisce about these things very yeah. kind of you. A...
1: fantastic so so obviously you, you mentioned general che as well didn't you you obviously met him trained under him?
2: Uh, I can't tell you the influence that he had on my life. I uh, was just purely by good fortune, General Choi took me under his wing. Uh, he had me demonstrate on the floor many, many times. Um, yeah, my, my greatest memories are my times there yeah, because of who General Choi was and what did for us all. But, but General Choi, what went to the floor to demonstrate, that just, um, first of all, it scared the hell of me. It was the hardest Sajid that I ever did. <laughs> Let alone the other things he had me doing. Even demonstrating a punishment. If General Choi says, this is how it should be done,
4: yeah.
2: and then he tells you to go and do it. You question yourself for everything, even your chunbi position, you know? Um, yeah. yeah I had a few conversations with him that lasted a couple of hours, just him and I. Wow. Because I was I was driving into places and I was waiting in the airport and that with him. Yeah. And those conversations, are, they're the drip feed conversations. When I'm teaching, I teach drip feed. I tell my people all the time that what we're saying right now won't all come across in everything, but you'll look back over the weeks and the months and the years to come at these, these talks you'll start to understand more what we mean by these things. That's the drip feed situation. Yeah. And the general choice conversations, there's so many things that um that I, that, I, that I heard back then but didn't fully understand. I didn't even realise myself I wasn't understanding it. But as the yeah. years went on, I go oh, goodness me, that's what he meant by that. Yeah. that's what he meant by that and i was massively fortunate to have him you know uh yeah invite me to canada to be part of the cd rom all these kind of things you yeah. know um yeah these are the things that i'll never ever forget his influence on the floor we Grandmaster Pat June come on talking to him and um just getting him sitting down and just talking to me like a, like a, a regular human being Show me the pain, he, <laughs> all his broken bones, and the things he was going through as he was demonstrating in a different country, virtually every day, as he was yes. spending all over the world. These sure. are the things that, you know, you don't forget, is it? And you remember when you're going through those things, when you're demonstrating things and doing the seminars, of yeah. course, not to the level of Grandmaster Padraigatello, we aspire to do so. Yeah. But uh, you remember how, you know, he went through the pain. Just before on the floor, he'd been sitting thinking, and then, you know, lights, camera, action. Let's go! I mean, it would go, you know?
4: Right, things, right, yeah, yeah.
2: Things that I always remember, no matter how tired I am, whether I'm in New Zealand, I'm in blessed to be, or whether I'm in Whitburn, which is just along the road from You know, people might only see you the once. Yes. You better be the best.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Was yeah. Master Park Juntae probably the one of the best, or the best that you saw, or witnessed, or
2: one of the. Grandmaster, he told me many years ago, the best, in his opinion, was um, C.K. Choi. He said that C.K. Choi, for him, was the best.
4: Okay, yes. Uh,
2: he was his favourite. And we all have different favourites, depending on what our... our I mean, if you'd asked me 20 years ago who I thought was the best, you know, um, they still are the best, but they're not always the, the very best, because we evolve in our mentality as we, as we go through. Grandmaster yeah. Park Jr. was just wow. Pat Jun Sue was wow, Riki Ha. Grandmaster Riki Ha, i never met a more impressive physical presence than him, yeah. you know. Uh, C.K. Choi, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to meet Grandmaster C.K. Choi, saw the things he did and listened to the stories from from, from Grandmaster Reed, so just wow. But um, when you see Grandmaster Reed doing the things he can do, yeah. it's very hard to be even more impressed than that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, watching Grandmaster Park, yes his knowledge, his understanding, his ability, and his brutality. Yeah. the master part. There's no slouch at just saying, get it done, shut up, get it done. You see, if you don't, I don't have much time for you. you. don't have much time for you. I saw him do things with with, um, with the Italians in 86, um, where he ripped them the bits, had them screaming in pain, and would laugh. Right. Would laugh as he was doing it. So you can't underestimate. Um, the bottom line is, I'm here. I am today because I will push through the pain yeah. I think it's massively important to understand pain there's good pain and there's bad pain there's there's, there's pain that can you can you can manage and push through and there's other pain that says okay we've got to stop at this point here and find another way forward that, yeah. that's massively important and that's where the martial education comes in that's where fit for purpose is massively important fit for purpose is not as fit for the purpose you're doing at any given time whether it's pushing motion pressing motion slow motion continuous motion Explosive movement. You've got different mentality and understanding for all of those things. It's not gung ho all the way, but there are times when, through understanding and education, hey, get it done. You're going to be sick? You set down your top, get yeah. to the bathroom, get cleaned up, get back on the floor and push forward again. Yeah, yeah. And sad. Yeah, yeah. When I'm pushing my people on the floor, that some of my people at some point are looking at me and they can't stand me. They can't stand me. they just absolutely just, they want to just, and if I'm not doing that, if I haven't pushed them too far, I've not pushed them far enough. Yeah. So a few people are always in love with you. If you're always the only the calming influence, I'm sorry you're missing a few tricks. At times I'm the calming influence. At other yeah. times I am pushing them and saying, you know something, get it done or take your damn belt off, hang it up on the way out and don't come back until you're ready to push hard enough to wear that belt again. Yeah. So the, well, that's that's the instructor part of us and we have to we have to take our students and push them to places where normally they wouldn't go themselves and at other times calm them down because they need a little bit of downtime you know so that there's there's those different parts to, to, to what we are so as i look at the very best people uh pat jung undoubtedly very top shelf pat jung Su very top shelf you know grandmaster boss very top shelf grandmaster his knowledge understanding very top shelf. You know, Grandmaster Lani's way to bring things across, very top shelf. Grandmaster McPhail, come on. As, a, as a, that rounded master now, Grandmaster, he is my guy. I'll look to him for so, so many things. Hey, Stefan Tapalatu, just wow. You know, um, Paul Germain from Canada, come on. Yes, just yes. wow. You know, um, Thomas Barada is just a machine keeps on going keeps on giving again just wow those 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 kind of people there tony sue kim stones you know kenny walton you know um those kind of guys there that came from from itf and, and tagb just wow and there's so many others that i'm sure i'm not even thinking about just now that I go, oh martin forgot to mention him there are so many people there you know um david engels is up here you can't really see him two grand master kicking right and on and, the and wall here I don't know if, you can, if I can how do I, don't know how I show this, that's the screen. I forget the my, is this camera, is that, is that what it is, is that that one there maybe? that's David Ingalls here. David Ingalls was a Grandmaster Service partner who should you know, absolutely beat be the harp all the time during the demonstrations, you know, these are the people here that massively, I just watched them, incredible people, yeah, so, so um,
0: yeah. Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus, terms and
2: conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. Grandmaster Padre and Tay start to answer your question again after 10 minutes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, cool. one, no one better than all-round, an all round martial artist, I think. Uh, on the floor, just one.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Definitely.
1: Uh, obviously, he's in the encyclopedia. Yes. Many times. And uh, I don't know if there's much actually out there on YouTube about him, but.
2: there is, there is, but of course they broke our hearts. They broke our hearts when they formed Global Tacon. Yeah. yeah. Um, Oh, again, I understand that a lot more now than I did at the time. You know, Um, General Choi himself, very hard taskmaster, and you you mess with General Choi and you'll cut you. You'll cut, you know, Um, and he he didn't build what he built throughout the world by just being soft and blase and all sunshine and rainbows. That's for sure. Uh, Grandmaster Park went, went a different way. Um, so very, very sad to, to see him go that way. So we missed out and I missed out. I didn't train with him. I trained him once when he went to global yeah. afterwards, but I'll be quite blunt at the time, it was, um, it was not very complimentary. I talked to General Chod and I didn't like that at all. So I, I stopped going to his seminars at that point and I'm not meaning in any way to put him down in any way whatsoever. I'm just saying why I stopped going to seminars at that point, because I, I want to go and train, I didn't want to go and give political statements. Yeah. You no. Know? Um, but uh, so I miss Grandmaster uh, Pardew, okay, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, of course, the state of the ITF after General Choi died is, is most unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, but more so because uh, people like ourselves, their groups don't mix enough. We've got to mix more. Yeah. You've got to mix more. Please don't tell me I need permission to go and train with somebody in England. Please don't say that to me. Please don't say that to me. You know, my dad told me it's okay. I can go. <laughs> so you know I've got a passport I'm 18 yeah. I can go please don't tell me I've got to write to someone for permission to tell me I can go and train with somebody else yeah yeah uh, if you want to call that physical statement call it what you want I say but as martial artist doesn't mean to say you restrict freedom of movement I'm going to do a, to do a grading from somewhere else permission yes you've got to be careful with those things but not going to do seminars not going to go and do training whatever else the case may be Please. Please that's, that's that's just silly. It's unfortunate. So um, let's hope we, we, we change these things very, very quickly. General Troy made it very clear. I don't need General Troy to tell me this. You teach every race, creed, colour, ideology without any any fear whatsoever. You go and teach everybody. You know. So if I can go and teach kickboxing down the road, and go and do kickboxing down the road, I'm damn sure I can teach someone who's got an ITF badge a little bit different from me. Yeah. So um, yeah, so that's 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 the big thing in, in, in my in my belief system. We got to train together, be together, and work together.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, again, once again, sir. I'm speaking to a lot of people on, on my podcast and uh, higher graded people, many years Taekwondo, different uh, organisations, but they're all saying the same sort of thing. They they would want to see some of the barriers come down. Want to see more people integrating.
2: There shouldn't be any barriers. How can I go into my floor and tell my kids, you know, what do I be second here? If you hear someone saying, you know, they're Catholic uh, and they're Protestant, because in Scotland, as I grew up, I didn't grow up uh, with with, uh, with any racial situations going on because everyone was white or blue in Scotland because we don't get that much sun, you know. Um, and then more and more people came from, from Pakistan and so on and so forth, you know. And we integrated so, so, so damn well. But it was always Catholic and Protestant. How do yeah. I go on that floor and say to my guys here, you can wear your Ranger strip, you better wear your Ranger strip, you better wear your Celtic strip. I don't give a damn what you are. Everyone's welcoming along here. Yeah. What am I going to say to them when they say to me, sir, I can't go and train with those people. Why? Because they're not part of our group. But so you always told me to be inclusive of everybody, not exclusive. Yeah, include everybody, just don't include them. Come on, yeah. Any child that you teach will tell you that that's double standards in the worst possible way. I cannot empower someone if I don't practice what I preach. That's the single biggest thing. So we do ourselves a massive disservice. It's a stain. Yes, I'm using that very clearly. It is a stain on us to not have freedom of movement no matter what the situation is and invite anyone in. 2009, I was celebrating 20 years in East Cobride. And I asked Grandmaster Mastery to come along here. And so many people told me I was wrong to do it. They tried to stop me. I said, well, expel me if you want. But I'll give you even better than that. In 2000, oh, the 90s, in the 90s, I was told not to teach Stephen Cooley. you know who Stephen Cooley is?
1: Yes, I do, sir, yeah.
2: I was told not to teach Stephen Cooley. I was not taught to teach Mark Buckley, Adrian O'Mahony. These are all great, excellent masters in ITF condom, yes? You yes, might have heard of the ITA in Ireland. Yeah. One of the very top groups in the world, yes? Yes, sir. Well, at that point, these guys weren't in the ITF. Right. So I was told, if I go back and teach those guys, we'll expel you. You have to remember, there's only one ITF back then. I'm saying, sorry, I don't want to be expelled, but I'm, these guys, these are good people, who, by the way, would love to be ITF as well. Yeah. So, no, you want to expel me, you expel me. So it's still the same today for me. It's not any different. Yeah, yeah. So no you go to good people you teach and you train as long as there are good people it's massively important that we go and we do that i believe i could go to any group i want to go to i stay where i am i believe in the people that i train with you know but we have wonderful people in all different in all the groups yes sir, so yeah. let's just work together and train together and um, i'm not saying all come together under one one under one roof they'll have one one single group i think we can easily form an umbrella yeah as Grand Master was Master who said to me many years ago, he's always good with these kind of things. He would say, you know, we can all just come together for, the, for tournaments, for, you know, make the world tournament to be, and have an umbrella for all of these things so we can compete yeah. together, we can train together. You don't have to pay your money at the same place to be certified by the same place, but there's many ways we can come together. But that doesn't start until there's no barrier in who you train with, no barrier in who you teach no ban who you're taught with that's massively important yeah you know um yeah so today we have the, the people like the master stephen cooley who's just a phenomenal phenomenal guy and one of my best friends over all those years and a guy who just shows us how it's done so many times on, on that as a, as a coach as an instructor he's just wow back then he it wasn't itf right. he became itf quickly and he's you know thank god he is part of our group because he, he gives it gives so much I'm just giving examples of if we have backed the NSC, you know something we can't teach you. I'm not saying they wouldn't have joined ITF, but who knows where they might have ended up. Yeah. Follow me? So, unless we extend the hand all the time, then we're not, we should be always inclusive and not exclusive. Always.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like you say, so this is a principle of life as well, beyond martial arts. Yes. Into the real world and yeah. everyday life, isn't it? This is what you're talking about.
2: For me, sir, yes, for me, sir,
1: yes, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, this is great, sir. Thank you so much for sharing so much with us, uh, with me. Um, I do, you know, so I go on and on and
2: on, on, I do beg your pardon, sorry, thank you, know. Perfect stuff. I thank. get a little bit passionate about things, you know. Yeah, yeah, so I think that, is, that comes through in a
1: lot of your training, doesn't it? You're very direct and um, passionate and uh, you lead by example and that's obviously why you're so uh, popular across the board, regardless of affiliation association.
2: Yeah, I do my best.
1: Yeah, yeah, I yeah.
2: I love who I train with, my friend. I love, I get inspired by these people all the time. uh For them, they've only got one person trying to inspire them, but me, I'm standing in front of 20, 50, 100, 200, 300 people. So I'm yeah. getting inspiration from so, so many people. So I leave more inspired than they do. Right. Know? I can assure you, which is why it's massively important for me that. You know that we understand even more so today that this martial art the sport is part of our martial arts not martial art first and sport second it's martial art and the more we do this martial art the more we enhance the sport as well and if we come together you know and really up our training together as martial artists then we all just we all learn and we all benefit so much you know
1: so yeah yeah no 100 i mean um like you say, rather than looking at these disciplines that we do—the patterns, the sparring, the power—seeing as separate things, they're all one part of the whole. Well, so now I have
2: no issue with someone just want to do sparring, or just want to do power, or just want to do any competition. We've got to make sure we're training them all, you know. But listen, at one point, I only wanted to spar. I didn't want to do pattern. Right. Ah, I wanted pattern, and then I learned. <laughs> I became more educated, and then it, it changed from. This way to that, then I just want to pattern all the time, you know. But if I watch pattern today, I'm sorry, but most of it's rubbish. Most of it's rubbish because it's, it's far too slow, it's not explosive, it's not dynamic. They're not they're not in the shape they should be in. They're not we've got people here who are so damn good, but they're restricted so much because of because of the rules for me. They're escaped, they're afraid to lose balance because if you lose balance, you're going to lose. But as a competitor, you must do what the coaches tell you to do to win. But the way it's set up is very, very poor. We have trained a generation of people to be afraid of competition pattern, not to not to encourage them, to inspire them to excel, like we've got to do in the power breaking and the pattern and inspiring and in the um overhead. No, pattern is just worse and, worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. It's weaker and weaker and weaker. We're not seeing people kicking dynamically with a few ferocity. It's not, you know, we sit and watch it's damn boring taekwondo pattern should be inspiring. Should be people on the floor there who are just doing things that are wow, you know, jumping reverse turning kick and this that next thing and do to reduce to a skip back is the nonsense. Yeah. Um, so no pattern is not good. It's not in a good not in a good place. I'm not saying there's not good people out there. Yeah. That's so if anyone, anyone's taking that from what I'm saying, then you're looking to take negative from what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the way we're teaching pattern for competition is poor. It's soft and it's weak not explosive. It needs to be dynamic. You've got to have pride in what you're actually doing. And the people on the, the bleachers can, should be saying, you know something? I don't, I don't really enjoy that much in pattern myself, but goodness me, wow, are these girls in shape. Wow, look at that girl. Look at how explosive she is. Look at how explosive he is. That, is. that is incredible. They have really lifted the standard. They haven't seen that in pattern for a long time. It's yeah. robotic, and the kicking in particular, Um not just the kicking but the kicking and the kicking in particular is done in a way to make sure you don't lose balance so the foot and the floor rotates around hips not into it so it's done like a gymnastic way of doing things Yeah. And soft and yeah. the movement themselves it's all about the end result so there's nothing deflective there's nothing dynamic and explosive in it and it doesn't work it's not for it the purpose so competition pattern is in a bad way competition sparring different you know, because they're encouraged to go out there and be faster and fitter and stronger. Uh, I like some of the thoughts of example uh, uh, Master Solway and so on, so we can really reward high stuff. Yeah. I don't like people talking about clinching and so on. They don't have the understanding of what Taekwondo sparring is. should never ever clinch in Taekwondo sparring. It's about tactics. That's why we have nine square meter rings to show the tactics properly. There's a reason behind that. So a bit more education with some of the competitors there. Not, not hard of contact. Yes, I agree. They're black belts, the judges should be letting some of the contact go a bit more than they do. I agree with that. But if you're at 45 degrees going forward then and you're hurting someone, it's your own fault. And please remember this. As a, as a competitor, if you're getting a warning in the first 20 seconds, then brighten up, smart up. You've got another two warnings to go before you disqualify. So if you haven't like if you haven't learned the lesson of what this, this referee is telling you, it's your own fault you lose. Please yeah. don't go on social media and tell the world you were robbed because you were, and again, if you're a martial artist, you won't, you won't, you won't do that. You won't complain like that. You won't throw the toys at the plan like that. This is my thoughts on competition just now, sir. Yeah, yeah. Sports across, very, very important for me as at the eighth degree, seventh degree to say this. Please train harder, train fitter, push yourself to higher limits, especially in pattern. But sparring, power breaking, and um, overhead, sort of overhead, but special technique—they're yeah. all getting better and better and better in many ways and patterns stagnate and patterns that's come back. So we have to change how we look at the pattern. Be more dynamic. Someone lose a lot of balance, not into the, the world. So long as they're given real power, real energy, and technique that actually works. If they're keeping within the confines of the movement so they don't lose it, then lose the a martial arts spirit. Please stop rewarding people who are afraid and making them champions. Let's encourage people to inspire them to go on the floor there and give everyone have got you haven't went too far, you haven't went far enough at times. Yeah. So that's my real feeling on, on, on tournament. I think the competitors of today are wow. I love watching them, but I'm not inspired by the pattern in any way whatsoever. Yeah. One or two people, of course, are, they're wonderful. They'd be wonderful no matter where they went, but the average level of pattern is way below where it should be. We are far too good to do the soft nonsense that we're doing just now. And if we change it now, within six months, You'll see the very same people on the floor doing it right now, and you'll see them elevated to levels that I'll be going. Wow! Yeah, come yeah. Come on, that's inspirational. Yeah. So I am not putting down the competitors. I am saying, masters, seniors, coaches, let's get together and lift that level and watch our competitors fly. That's my thoughts, sir.
1: Yeah, no, sir. So I think your message is coming through loud and clear. These things, <laughs> <Good laughs> well. and uh, you're making sure we're hearing you clearly, rather than confusing it with some sort of thing you're saying be objective to taekwondo the, the patterns you have to be objective to what you're trying to perform rather than just letting it follow its own path which is getting into more artistic uh gymnastic
2: kind of where really that came from that artistic 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 come on it's artistic when you do it right yeah when you explode that's beautiful when you do it soft it's not fit for purpose i i wonder what you're actually doing you know, if you look at what the pattern actually means, research what the pattern means, and see that person who suffered and died for for what they actually you know, for,
1: and then you're not honouring
2: that person. You're not you're not honouring you know, you send for goodness' sake. Wow, what he went through. You're you're not honouring any of the people that the actual general join the Korean patriots that, that yeah. the patterns named after. So let's do the martial art properly and then go on the floor and honour them properly. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah.
1: yeah, absolutely. So I think you very good at putting things all together rather than seeing things as of themselves taking their own kind of form bringing it back to the home of like you say the history of the taekwondo patterns the interpretation, yeah. the principles of general chase training secrets and uh, like you say keeping it real fit for purpose yeah. bring it back to where it should be yeah
2: so i love karate but we're not karate but if i look at karate in general the more explosive than yeah. we are and your average person is, is, is more fit for a purpose than in karate, not in here, not of grandmaster bosses are on the, on the damn floor and things like that. So, yeah. you know, I think we should really take me through those books and, and get ourselves moving. As yeah. I said before, if you want to do harder contact sparring, do it in your dojai. If you want to do it in competition, choose another, another, another competition because that's not what we're about. It's a different mentality.
1: Yeah, and so you teach very young, don't you, you teach very young students, I teach very young students, you have your cubs program. Yes, sir. You know how important is it to teach these young youngsters. Massively
2: important and my cubs program informs everything going through, and it's simply this, I never reward physical skill in cubs. I think you're making the biggest mistake when you give out all, all these badges for best punch, best kick, best block, and I'll tell you why, you want to encourage the spirit and the mentality. Effort and attitude builds champions. I'm not saying it's not good to say you've got a great this and a great that and a great the next thing. Of course it is. Of course it is. But you don't make your children's programmes about physical skill. If you make it about emotion, if you make it about bringing the best out of yourself, not being afraid to fall over, enhance, embrace your mistakes, that kind of idea, then the physical skill will be massive later on. In fact, it'd be massive straight away. But why? You're removing the fear. You're removing that the fear the emotional fear of making mistakes of not looking good. You're removing that. So the physical skill is massively enhanced right from the get-go. So stop telling stop getting on the floor and grading people physically. Get on the floor, making their bed, tidying the room, speaking with a calm voice to those that, that love you. You know, make sure you're, they're not grading unless the teacher at school is giving you a good report on their behavior. Make sure they're not grading unless the parents and grandparents and the carers are telling you, that they are great, they're nice to their sister and their brother, their mother and their father. So you're building that mentality from the very early age. No one under 16 can can go through any grading in my school unless I first got two signatures. One from the school.
0: With Lucky Land Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
3: This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for
2: details. I'm one from the parents of the grandparents. And when I don't get to school... Then a re-represent it in 10 days. They talk to this stu- parent talks to the teacher. It's very often the first place they find out there's a problem at school without having to wait for the parent-teacher thing that's going on. And there's a better communication that's going on there. And the teacher loves it when they've got a little bit more authority with the student that can help them behave better in class, get on better in class, because get on better in class is higher grades, it's higher understanding of education and learning. So my children's programs and all my programs are about mental first. That's the martial arts. Huh? So stop yeah. putting out their badges for the best kick and the best block and so on and so forth there and start putting out their best for the attitude and the effort. This way I've got autistic kids in my class. I've got all different uh, learning disabilities in my class and physical disabilities in my class, up to a certain level. Those who can't be in the mainstream class, I've got different classes for them. Yeah. But, but I am more inclusive than ever before. Because it's not about how high you can kick. It's not about how hard you can punch. It's about how much heart you've got. And we appreciate effort and attitude. So my black belts know that whether they're a champion or not, doesn't make them the best black belt. Now you asked me the best individual. And I gave you uh, people like Park Jun-Tay and Park Jun-Soo and so on. But they're also the best because of their humanity. They're also the best because of the, how they have take on all around the world. To everybody, sir. No matter who they were. So yes. that, for me, sir, is part my children's programs. And my Cubs program, I'll be blunt, I've never seen a program like it anywhere. It gets results everywhere, and it's more inclusive for everybody, and it helps the parents. The parents understand it. Listen, yes, they love football. Yes, they love gymnastics, they love dancing, they love rugby, they love whatever else. But you don't go to the football, the dancing, the gymnastics, or the rugby coach when your child's having a problem. You come to us. Yeah. Picondo is not a sport that is not a sport, stop talking about the sport of taekwondo, because when you understand the martial art, you understand how we build a better better society how we build a more peaceful world these are the understandings the training secrets and the oath they must be in there as a warrior spirit to train us when we can't be bothered, that's what lifts us and pushes us forward, when we're feeling sick that's what gets the head up and pushes us forward that spirit, that effort and that attitude the physical comes from that it is not first. Stop thinking I've got to get the guys sparring the first night, punching things the first night. If you inspire them, they will stay with you.
4: Yeah, yeah. So that's what my
2: kids' programs do, but also my adult programs. Yeah. And, sir, yes. I once stopped someone going for their second degree because they didn't do housework. They told me, starting started off as a joke, but they told me that it's women's work. And they told me this. Ooh. And they were serious. <laughs> they didn't go for a second degree. Yeah. How can I put someone forward for a second degree who genuinely believes there is something beneath them? Yeah. So, we got some, uh, talk. we spoke with his wife and over a few months they got an understanding of how important it was to do all, all manner of things and he we went through his second degree many months later and he we went as a much better rounded person yeah, yeah. so some will think oh that's crazy believe you me, I find it really helps everybody if you're not making your bed and tidying your room, you're not a black dog, Not a proper black dog. So that's where it starts from. So that's my kid's programme, sir. Effort and attitude builds champions. And yeah. kindness, kindness, kindness. Not the calm voice. I started with the calm voice. It's still in the book. But I've changed that now to kindness. Because you, you can be a calm serial killer. all right. But when you've got a kind voice, what's the difference? That. It's a smile, it's an emotion, it's a way of being. So for me, sir, kindness, kindness, kindness is the most important thing being done. over everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's coming through loud and clear. So, as, so you'd say everything counts. Yes. Not just Massively. what you're doing. Massively. Day. Everything counts. I'll
2: give you one last story. Maybe it's a brother at a time. I'll give you one last story. So I'm standing in the European headquarters in Poland at a time with two wonderful, wonderful people who is Master Loboda and Master Yeju. All right? These are exceptional people. Way beyond just, just the champions that have delivered over the years. That's not what makes them wonderful people. But I did point out and they say, as I show me all the people, and they would say, Mark, you remember this, and you remember this, and you remember these guys. And I say, Yes, no, sir. Yes. But one of the things I've learned is so many of these wonderful champions are no longer here. That's where I learned that I was overlooking the very best people in Tekondo, the people who will perpetuate Tekondo going forward. Yeah. They're always there at every bake sale, fundraising event. Tournament to help out, to set the place up. Grading to help hold the boards, to make sure the kids are ready. Yeah. So yes, only my champions also do that because of how they're, they're brought through. But if you look at the champions today talking about, we're going to lose people from the sport of if we don't make the rules better. That's the wrong people. Yeah, That's the wrong people. From yeah. 1987 to 1990, 86 to 1990, I wasn't allowed in the European Championships and the World Championships because we were thrown out of Taekwondo at that time. Right. We we're thrown out of the ITF. But yeah. We stayed. We stayed on our own until we got back in in 1990, 1991. Point I'm making is we didn't just leave and go somewhere else because I couldn't go into competitions. And I, I know I would have done well in those years. I know I would have.
4: Yeah.
2: However, it was 1993 before my 1998, I got back in in 1990 then I wasn't allowed in 91, I wasn't allowed in 92, I was back in 93, but I never left Taekwondo, I never went somewhere else, never went somewhere else, so if someone's telling you the sport of Taekwondo, they'll leave the sport, then let them go, go somewhere else, they're not the black belts we want to raise, that's not saying they don't have valid valid opinions, they definitely do, that's not saying I don't agree with a lot of what, what they're saying, I definitely do, i'm not going to be blackmailed and saying we're going to lose all these people we won't lose the right ones yeah Won't lose the ones that will be in 10 years 15 years time making sure the kids of them are coming through and benefiting from everything that they were learned they were taught years later or years earlier that make sense yes it does
1: so yeah
2: yeah very much that's that's where i am with how we teach and how we educate from there effort and attitude kindness 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 you know
1: so we're, we're grounding them from the day one I believe so, sir. And, and building so. building them from the inside out at the grassroots level, yeah. uh, not allowing them to get into this kind of, like you say, this kind of way of being where they can just take it or leave it.
2: Our people, Miss, Mrs Mackenzie, Miss Willis have been for all those years. It doesn't matter what they were winning. The next night, they were back on the floor teaching. Yeah. That made all the difference. Made all the difference. You know, if I look, if I look there at what Miss Cross has done in South Queensferry, and she's got some of the very best people that like I, you know, that I see in modern modern Scottish taekwondo right now, not just because they're winning, but the way they are, you know, like Sabu and Giles Brown, you know, and young guys like um Michael. Um Mr. Logan, where are you? What's michael second him again? A wonderful boy. Michael mcloberts those people. Miss Cross has got those people, you know, just wild competitors and wow as, as young as you know, as as young black belts. Yeah. When I see how, how they teach and how they do, that came from how we did all the way through. You follow me?
4: Yes, sir. Yeah.
2: So that for me is is a true test test of how we are as as instructors. You know, this is this is my this is my son, he's my oldest boy. Nice sir. So Hi, Mr. Yeah. Lobby, social yep. is on the floor doing incredibly well, he's also here every day with me teaching from the kids all the way through. You know, and we teach in the schools, we teach in Glasgow Academy which is a um, huge school in, in, in Glasgow for us. And we, the reason we're in there is not because of Taekwondo physical, it's because of how we teach Taekwondo. Yes. How we're inspiring and empowering them. Skills for life.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Taekwondo is skills for life first. Skills for life first, you know? So yeah, that's what we're doing. We're yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. So we're all proud. Fantastic, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, family is important to you. My last four, sir. Let's face it, and family, of course, family has a very different a very different um look for many of us but the principle is the same the principle is the same you know we're a family up here we're an mhf family up here and it's not just lip service uh, we are we are tight we look after each other we're there for each other your own family your own brothers and sisters cousins uncles and aunties, you know if you can love them you know be with them if you possibly can and if you can't give them some respect give them some space Hopefully, life is a marathon, not a sprint, and we can, you know, at some point get a bit a bit closer again. But yes, family, you know, and treating people like family is massive for me. Yeah. Um, it certainly enhances my life. Yeah, 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 so. yeah. I've got people on the floor teaching for me that I just, I just love them really to bits. I'm so proud of them. You know, um, they inspire me, and hopefully, I do my very best to try and keep inspiring them. So, yeah, that's the kind of family I'm talking about. Whether it's been. My oldest boy's second name is Loman. You know, I came to me when he was four years old. It's my stepson. Yeah, you know, he's my boy. Yeah, you know, yeah. I've got two other. I've got two other children. Meve is eighteen, um, and Ronan is uh, is thirteen. Their second name's Han. But it doesn't make them one iota different from the Lobin who was standing right here. You know, so I'm blessed with those three kids. Absolutely blessed. And what a step family has taught me. Uh, you, you can see. You know. Yeah. It should be this way, it should be that way. But when you live the life, it really does show you how it really has to be. Yeah. So um being a stepdad to, to Jack here, to Mr. logan has massively, massively, it's taught me so much in my life.
4: Yeah, yeah. Obviously.
2: I'm so grateful for it. Uh just as teaching special needs has Yeah. Um Jack here, Mrs. McKenzie before him, Miss Willis before him. Um we did the, the um, autistic program, special needs programs, and wow that opened my eyes. Yes. I remember asking for uh, one of the instructors in here, a, a chief instructor here for Marshall Fit, uh, it's Tracy Blake, and um, Tracy has uh, three wonderful kids, and uh, her boys uh, have um, autism and so on. And yep. she talked, she, when I asked her for some advice, she said to me, she says, you know something, if you teach one autistic child, you teach one autistic child. In other words, it's the same the matter who you're teaching. We're all different, you know. Emotionally, physically, we're all we're all very much different. Of course, there's there's there's, there's certain things that, that are more helpful. But the main thing that's most helpful is kindness.
4: Yeah.
2: A like where you're teaching the most physically skilled, the most emotionally switched on, uh, where you're teaching different needs, different ways. If we take our time, show patience, show kindness, you'll be a damn good instructor. Yeah. You'll be a damn good instructor, and they'll be forever grateful. Yeah. That's for sure. And that's fundamentally where we are. Kindness, kindness, kindness. The man instructor have taught me so much. Teaching special needs, just just lifts shape. Yeah. It really does, you know. Yeah. So um, yeah.
1: No, I agree Thank with you. that,
2: sir. All the way, my friend.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember the next time when you
2: see me do something, I've got my face looking like I'm ready to kill somebody, or yeah. I'm shouting at someone, you know, it's coming, it's coming from here, I promise you, yeah, you know. Yeah, of course, yeah, I know.
1: We- I know that now, sir, so of course. Yes,
2: okay.
1: <laughs> and uh, so, so you're always in great shape, you, you know, you, physically. Uh,
2: what do you put that down to? Just continual training? Yeah, you-, you walk the walk. You walk the walk. Yeah. I train every day. Yeah. So just, you know, I was like a class this morning, but I train every single day. You know, sometimes much harder than other days. I think it's very important to listen to your body. Um, it's very important to do so. But when you're feeling good, give it everything you've got. When you're not feeling good, breathe, go be, a, be a little bit more Tai Chi, like be a little bit more like modern Taekwondo bathroom, <laughs> you know? Um, but uh, yeah, but be consistent. Yeah. You know, be consistent, breathe and enjoy what you do. Taekwondo is very much there for life. You know, it's one of those things you, talk, you know. You don't buy a puppy just for Christmas. It's for life. Well, taekwondo is the same. Yeah. And sometimes we're, we're right hand in hand and we're powering on. Other times we're a little bit further away. But it's always there to help us through things. Yeah. You know? So, uh, yeah, I train every day, my friend. I believe I keep myself in the best condition I can. I love it. I love training yeah. really hard, sometimes soft, but I just love. I'm not as good as, a, as, a, as, a, as I need to be. I'm still trying to improve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My friend, in 57, is not in any way old. You know, so, yeah. Yeah, I love it. So, uh, I do believe in being in shape. Very much so. You shouldn't be... You shouldn't be
1: overweight.
2: No. No, no, you shouldn't be. And, and if you are, you, you know, because of because of many different factors, that is not an enemy putting you down. No chance. But don't accept it as, and that's just the way it is now. Don't, don't, you know, always look to improve yourself. Always look. I'm always, you know, I'll get, I'll get a few pounds heavier and enjoy that. You know, and if think okay, a it's time to so get a little bit tighter again. Get a little bit tighter again. So if you're a size 14, if you're a size 16, yeah. Hey, let's go towards a size 14. For size 18, let's go towards a size 16. You know, if you're whatever you are, let's go towards that. That's why we have a great system in take yeah. on to continue to improve. So let's do the same with ourselves mentally and physically yeah. all the time. Let's just go to make a little bit more of an improvement. You know, so I believe in that. And if you're doing that, then your shape will get better and better and better. And your average level will rise up and up and up. So from for me, for example, I'll go from... You know, just now, I'm quite low. I'm down I'm down seven, eight, nine percent body fat. I'll go up there to 11, 12. Then I get to 13% body fat. I'm going, okay, Mark, you're going too far now. Let's come back down to 12. Let's come back down maybe to 11. Yeah. Uh, I've went a little bit low right now. So I'm, I'm a bit lower than I normally am. So I think sitting there on about the 9, 10, 11% range keeps me in the condition that i love to be in. But I do go up. So that's what I'm saying right now. If you're really out of shape, if you're really overweight, if you're really stiff, hey, not a problem at all. Let's just take it step by step. Yeah. A little bit more of the flexibility. Um, please, you can talk to me at any point or anything you need. Um, yeah. But do not think to yourself, yeah, I'm a little I'm old now, so no, just keep keep going a little bit better, a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, keep inspiring yourself to be a little bit better every day. That's my thoughts on it.
1: Yeah, fantastic, sir. Such an example and an inspiration as always. Um, I saw. I spoke to uh, Grandmaster Boss. Uh, he talks about training in a similar way. He's still in great shape. Uh, 69, as I understand it.
2: Uh, Grandmaster Boss is one of my heroes. I don't use that word uh, lately. Grandmaster Vim Boss is just wow. It's just really as simple as that. An absolute warrior, you know, but emotionally, the, the change he's made over the years, he'll tell you he's an angry young man, you know, and, and Tizana, his wife, um, would certainly help calm that as time went on, but he worked on that so much and evolved and grew. And that's why back then he was that degree and now he's this degree. He's a very different person from where he was before. But always inspirational, always wanting the best for everybody. Always, you know. Um, so yeah, he's one of my heroes. He's yeah, done yeah. That all so much too, for sure. Fantastic okay sir well thank you so much you're so welcome you're
1: so welcome Me, i've really appreciated it it's been wonderful sitting here listening and uh i'm taking it all on board i'm, I'm feeling inspired uh i'm looking to go start my training today <laughs> and
2: uh listen i have i have the entire syllabus uh, myself and mr Lobin here two terabyte video over the whole lockdown so white belt to six degree Right. right, the way through how we do it fit for purpose. So, at any time, my friend, you can get hold of that syllabus and we'll help you fly. Yeah, Part yeah. Of who it actually is. So, anyone looking for any help at all, tkd.masterhuttonfitness.com. Come and talk to us and we'll help you with anything you need. Fantastic. I look forward to talking to you guys. With okay, us, sir. sir. Thank you so much for taking the time today and listening to as Billy Conley says, my inane drivel. as i go on and on and on so thank you so much no thank you sir have a great day you too god bless everybody god bless god bless thank Thank you, you take care guys take care take care
1: i hope you enjoyed that last interview and are looking forward to the next one please remember to like and subscribe to black belt interviews many thanks for listening